Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nerdcaster. I apologize for getting this one out a little late. I've been trying to get over a cold. With me this week again, I have Lori. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about um, sort of a follow-up to our last week's episode, which is about the Nintendo Switch. And uh, another reason why we're a little late on this is we spent the whole weekend um, playing Breath of the Wild um, for the Nintendo Switch. We were able to get a system. Um, thank you, Joe. Yeah, I won that bet. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to be able to get one, but um, lo and behold, this, when I got home from work on Friday evening, there it was, all set up and ready to go. No pre-order. No pre-order. So we were able to get one. Joe, I don't know if you want to detail some of your experience in getting uh, getting the system. I walked up to Target. They were handing out tickets. I was number eight. I went back to my car, I waited for them to open, and I got my Switch. Only thing I couldn't get was the neon Joy-Con controllers. They only had the gray ones. They only had five of the other ones. I'm pretty sure they had ten, but employees got their fill first. Right. I'd actually be really curious to hear about any employees who work in either like a Target or a Best Buy or a Walmart where they sell these systems and how that actually works. If, they, um, if they're able to actually get their hands on a system or like put it aside or to actually get it home right i would really love to know how that works and i'm sure it's different across each store whether or not they're allowed to buy one or if they have to you know go the traditional you know use the traditional methods and just like everybody else um i think it would be really cool just to know that um i know this brings me back for when we were waiting online for at Best Buy this was several years ago when the Wii came out and we were looking for a system for my younger brother at the time I think he was 13 and we waited all night for this system um, waiting outside of a Best Buy in like sub 30 degree weather it was an absolute fucking nightmare and i said i was never gonna do it again and i didn't no we've never waited outside for a system like this so fortunately we didn't have to go through all that to get the system so we were able to test it out um what i love about this system well before you get into that let me go through some unboxing issues i have with this thing oh all right all right so i get it home i unbox it it's great wonderful the plug to this thing to plug into an outlet or into a power strip is the worst. I don't I don't understand it. What well, makes it bad? It takes up two outlet things. Because of the way it's designed, it's not like skinny or it just plugs into one. Because of how chunky it is, it covers another outlet piece unless it's the last one in, in the surge protector. That bothers me because I already have stuff in this surge protector. I had one spot open and I had to disconnect everything and reconfigure it all. Just for this system. Well, we also have like five systems set up in this room, so I yeah. could see. Yeah, but it, it, it if it was just a simple plug, a, a regular plug, just like the PS4 or the PS3 or any other system, I wouldn't have had this problem. And while this may sound like a minor problem, it aggravated the living shit out of me that I had to on cable tie and redo my entire cabling uh system in this room because of it in fact i'm not done well it is 2017 so you figure that they would you know actually solve this problem like maybe back in the early 2000s like having this outlet issue you know would have been acceptable i kind of agree with you there i didn't realize that you actually had this many problems um well systems that have bigger and better than this like the ps4 their power doesn't even have this problem. I don't even if you know if I had a bad a brick in the middle of the power cable, I would rather that compared to this garbage thing. Well, you know, one thing that you uh, you know, listeners can rely on is the fact that Joe will literally find anything that there is to find about what is wrong with something. Um, nothing's perfect. Well, usually me. I will overlook a lot of things that are wrong, so I think it's a good balance. I think it's a pretty good balance just, you know, what you find wrong things that i find right so let's go back into what i find right about the system so everything else immediately when you turn the system on you know you get the creator profile very similar to what you did with the um with the nintendo wii only you know you're not creating a me for yourself this is you know a little bit different it's a little bit more um (sighs) streamlined you can select your avatar create your name set your profile it's very very quick um with getting the system all hooked up whether or not you're 
taking the tablet piece out of it with the Joy-Con controllers and playing it, and then when you actually dock it into the system to get it up on the screen, that seemed like a very seamless process. There was almost no lag time at all. It's it's very similar to what you even see on the commercial, which is you know pretty unlikely. I expected maybe 10 to 15 seconds, like it's going to take for it to come up on screen, but it is almost instantaneous, which I thought was great. Um, definitely didn't, ex- uh, didn't expect that. So, um, again, we purchased Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We got the collector's edition, which came with a Nintendo Switch case, which looks just like the Sheikah Slate that you get in the game. Um, you get a Sheikah coin, you get a map, an overview map of the world, which is my favorite piece of the entire collector's edition. I absolutely love maps. I'm infatuated with maps. So getting this piece, it's not even like a flimsy piece of paper. It is, it's got fiber to it. It's, it's definitely you, you know, kind of rub your hands against it or you feel the thickness of the, of the weight of the paper. It kind of feels like a placemat to me, like, like a placemat that you had when you were a child to eat food off of. Well, if you consider, the other stuff that you get, like I also, like I got the Final Fantasy fifteen, the collector's edition that also came with a map and the guide, and it's a piece of paper. It's it's just like a poster. You can you can frame it if you want to. There's really ugly fold lines in it, um, which is a problem that I have with a lot of collector's editions. They come with um, these really great pieces that you could you know potentially frame, but it's really difficult to get those fold lines out of this piece of paper. The map for this game comes all rolled up. You can flatten it out. You can frame it. It will. There are no crease lines. I absolutely love that about that. And plus the material for the paper again, it's it's pretty weighty, um, which you wouldn't feel behind a frame. But this is something I absolutely would love to frame. Uh, something else that came with the came uh, that came with the uh, with the. Uh, uh, wow, sorry, can't talk today. <laughs> but what came with the collector's edition was a soundtrack for the entire game that came via cd that to me was like okay that's a little bit archaic it's now coming in a cd which i never thought i would ever say but 10 years ago coming in a cd totally viable now it's sort of like okay well now i've got to rip the cd now i've got to somehow get it onto my gaming or my um my music um, you know, whether that's iTunes or Spotify, whatever, I've got to rip the, I have to now take an extra step to kind of get it on because I don't have a lot of CD players just kind of readily available. I now, like, I like the CD, uh, on the flip side of that, I like the CD just to have as a, as a piece. Yes, I agree that it would have been nice if they gave you a download code for, a uh, uh, an audio, a iTunes digital copy. Yeah. yeah, no, that would have been to me a perfect solution for it. I have a hard copy of it, but you know, vintage is totally coming back. Um, vinyl players are totally in right now. If it came on a vinyl, I would have been overjoyed, but it came on a CD. So it's like, I've got nothing. Um, I don't have the benefits of the, of both worlds, essentially like that nostalgic vinyl record or that digital download. I just have this really annoying CD. So, um, none of my machines right now, none of my computers have a CD player. I don't have a dot. I have to have a separate USB attachment for it. Thank you, Apple for getting rid of that. Um, PCs are the same now too. I was going to say it's just really inconvenient now. So the fact that they just provided in 2017 a CD copy of the soundtrack to me was just kind of a cheap cop out. But from what everything else that I got with with the collector's edition, I'm I'm pretty thrilled with it. So it's it's a minor gripe. I like the case the best. That's that's the part. The I The case like is amazing. The case is beautiful. It doesn't feel cheap at all. None of the components of this feel cheap even the coin that you get the map that you get everything feels really legit and at a list price for a hundred bucks is it worth it i thought it was i definitely thought it was there's been a few collector's editions that i've gotten in the past that i felt like well you know i could have done without it but i thought this was definitely worth the money so the um and unboxing it was it was pretty fun i was very much trying not to ruin the contents of the box so i'm just trying to open the tape as as, as carefully as possible took me about 10 minutes just because that's how crazy i am just don't want to rip the box i don't want to rip the tape uh once they figure out an overall solution for that as far as packaging is concerned where you don't have to worry about ripping anything off the box the box is beautiful um you know you don't really want to ruin it 
So, you know, that's another part of it. So getting past the collector's edition box, getting past the unboxing of the Switch, now we have it connected. We're ready to place a game, which you have a you have this tiny little cartridge, very reminiscent of the DS, very similar in size. It's a little bit longer. But also what I've heard, I've never, I didn't test this out myself, but now there's a chemical applied to prevent children from eating it. Now, I just wonder if that's a product of evolution. Like, okay, like, you don't eat this thing. Like, our kid, it's kind of like our, our babies or toddlers, like dogs. Well, they're, they're, they're dumb. Well, I, I wouldn't say that they're dumb. They haven't just learned any better. But let me just put this. So, I shouldn't put this in my mouth, right? I shouldn't put the game cartridge in my mouth. Here's a better question. If they're able to put a game cartridge in their mouth, where the hell are their parents? I don't know. That's, like, a totally different thing. I, I just thought the whole chemical, like, application to, 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 to make kids not want to eat it. That's a little overkill. You could have definitely spent a little bit more resources on something else other than that. But I digress. I'm not a parent. And so maybe I don't want my kid to eat this. But um, could you imagine them trying to chew it? They don't even have teeth. Yeah, it would just be them simply swallowing it like an idiot. <laughs> it, but, just, it just kind of ridiculous. Part of, uh, I don't know. It's Nintendo covering their ass, I guess, because of how small it is. But Right. It is stupid, and uh, again, you got to look at the world, or at least our country today, where everybody wants to sue somebody and blame somebody for their problems. So I don't blame them for doing it. If it is true that they actually did something, how do I know they just didn't say they did and they didn't do Yeah, I'm not about to just lick the thing and just kind of figure it out for myself. I'm pretty sure it's going to taste bad anyway. Yeah, like plastic. Right. Um, So anyway, we put the the game piece in. We load the game up. immediately just like i thought it was i saw a couple of previews particularly on polygon.com what a great website by the way not that this guy even knows who we are but still love the website was able to watch his entire preview of the game um very beneficial i would say that video alone definitely made me want to purchase go out and purchase the game immediately um so nintendo you know what send that guy some money because (laughs) he needs it or should should have it just by sheer view uh sheer virtue of being able to promote the system so Playing the game, Breath of the Wild is beautiful, just like I thought it was. It's very, it, it's got it's a very watercolory. It, it's very watercolor. It's got a very similar art style as Skyward Sword that was released for the Wii. Um, a game that I actually never finished because there was a section in that game, and I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on a previous episode. You have guardians in that game. You have guardians in Breath of the Wild too, but they're a little bit different. You have these guardians. You have a timed um, sort of trial to so, go through so in the spirit you, uh, world in skyward sword if that's indeed what you call it i just couldn't get i had way too much anxiety playing that part of the game and i think by the time that i got to it i was very exhausted i got to it in like day three i was playing like 14 hours a day and then i just after that like i just kind of blew through it and i never finished skyward sword all right so what if that happens in this game where you get time trials for this are you going to end up giving me the controller to do it like you do in multiple other games i know and that's that it's so bad it's like i i can't even i can't even game properly i can't even get the controllers out of your hand to allow me to play the little bit i did play in this game the one thing i do gotta admit is having the joy con separated rather than not using the uh the like controller get up thing, the the makeshift controller plastic. that came with the system, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, using them separately, I found that it it wasn't difficult. It actually felt nice. The the buttons feel good. If I like it, I didn't think I was gonna like doing it that way. I thought I was gonna use the little controller piece they gave you with it to lock them in together. But I, I don't. I don't mind using it either way. Yeah, when I uh, first played the game, I used the controller setup, right? So I connected it, or you connected the controller for me. I started playing it. Immediately, like, there's a plus and minus symbol on each side of the controller that I feel like are just not, they're not well-placed. I, I are feel you about the D-pad and the other button similar to where it is? It's a like plus a, and a minus symbol. It's a D-pad symbol and a dash. If it was a D-pad, it would be a directional pad, which is what a D-pad is. And it's not a directional pad at all. So it is a plus and a minus symbol. For now. No, forever. That's what it is. It, it might be a D-pad <laughs> in a different game. Whatever. I'm not even, even going to argue about this. But they're a little hard. They're like in the top corners, the top inside corners of these uh, of these controllers. They're not, when you're on an actual controller, it's like you have to shift your hands up kind of 
you know, up and above. I didn't find it difficult at all. I have small hands. So I I, I would say it just, to me, it was just, you, it gets interfered with when you have a connected controller. I found it much easier to toggle back and forth between the two when I had them separated. So when I took them off the controller and started playing it separated one in each hand, and I kind of just had like, you know, just a loose posture in playing the game. I found that much more comfortable than actually playing with a traditional controller, which I would almost never say. So one of my biggest problems with Skyward Sword is that, you know, you have your, you know, your Wiimote and then you have your, um, what is that called? That joystick, thumbstick, the thumbstick or whatever we called it. So you'd have that. The thumbstick is fine. You know, it's fine. It's easy to control. It it, it feels pretty good. But the thing is, is like when you play. Is Skyward Sword the one where you had to whack the the Wiimote up and down to flat wings of some bird or something? Yes. That was ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. So it doesn't seem that bad. So if you're only playing the game for two to three hours. That's why I gave up. Yeah, it's really not that bad. But if you're playing, which the way that I need to play is like I can only really play on the weekends. Um, sometimes I'm able to get a couple hours of, of, of time during the week, but really, I mean, everybody's day jobs, at least, I mean, if you don't kudos to you, I envy you, but if you're playing for longer than six hours and you're holding that controller up and you have to really finagle it and twist it and hold it and your, your wrist and your arm gets really tired and it's really, it's kind of, you know, that to me is just like, okay, well I will eschew all of that for a regular controller so I don't have to deal with it. Um, but does it affect the game? I think, you know, on a classic controller or something for the Wii, not really, but you, you kind of like that, you know, I know I like the element of doing it. It just, when my arm got tired, it got really annoying for this. The Joy-Con controllers are super light. They feel just like, you know, they're small. They just feel like a part of your hand. At, you know, you get about 20 minutes in the game, and they do. They just feel part of your hand at this point. And yeah, it's I, very easy going. It's That's... very easy going, and I much prefer it over the Wiimotes. The Wiimotes, between the batteries and everything like that, I just made it way too heavy, and I don't think I really truly realized that until I started playing with the Joy-Con controllers. I'm like, wow, you know what? This makes the Wiimotes very heavy. And they then also have batteries in them. Right, and so the these, other these the at only... least have rechargeable, lighter batteries. Right, and I played this game for almost twelve hours straight. The batteries did not run out. That's crazy for the controller. That was it, one of the worries I had with the with the system. It lasted a super long time. I didn't even drain the battery all the way down. I ended up playing because I got tired before the controllers did, which is which is insane. Um, I don't know if anybody else had um, a similar experience or if the if, if the controllers died before that even happened. But I know for me, it definitely didn't. And I was I was very pleased about that, you know, because I had it on the console the whole time. I didn't recharge it. I literally played for almost 12 hours straight and my controllers were just fine. And how f- playing for how many hours do you think you have in this game already? In the, I probably have close to 20. So you have close to 20 hours in this game. You only have four heart containers or five now. I think you've got your fifth one. Um, I also got a stamina container. Hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Chill out. And you've gotten the, the spirit orbs and all this stuff, and you've done a bunch of trials. How many? I don't know off the top of my head. But you haven't even gotten to any of the guardians yet. You haven't gotten to the meat and potatoes of this game. Am I correct in saying that? Okay, so I'm also, just to preface this a little bit to answer your question... Um, I am not looking at any guides online. I'm not looking at anything about this game. I'm literally trying to go commando on it without any outside help whatsoever. And honestly, I think that should be the first way. The first way you go through a game. It used to be, you know, honestly, until I got to my late teens and I could, you know, what, I could buy the guide and I could buy the game and it's fine. You know, you know what I mean? So. I would spend a lot of time just looking at this guide in advance of anything I would do. It takes so much longer. And to me, just kind of now that I've, I've, I've gone yeah, back to the, not using a guide at all. The problem with guides, you're going <laughs> you're going to want to be a completionist and get everything. Once you miss something, you're going to get mad at yourself. Right. And that's the problem I have. It's like, I turned into Jojo the Idiot Boy because I missed something. And then it's like, fuck this. Throw down the controller. My fiery sword is done. I'm done with this game. That happened to me. That did never happen to me until I played X2 and I realized, like, again, Final and we covered this. Yeah, we covered this on a previous episode. I got so pissed because that entire, the best ending for that game is totally reliant on the fact that you 100%, 100%ing the game. Or YouTube. Or, it, yeah, I ended up on <laughs> YouTube, but um, 
that pissed me off so much. I never wanted to go through that again. So from then on, so whenever X2 was released, whenever that year was, was the year I started to play in tandem with a guide. It is absolutely not the way to play See, your first playthrough. I really yeah. believe that now. I had the same problem. Well, I had this, I I realized that I liked playing through without a guide way early cuz I came come from a video game era where guides and internet didn't exist yet. So I liked doing the playthrough with it and finding the secrets myself or exploring and going, "Oh shit, look what I found" and telling my friends and shit instead of them going yeah, man, just buy the guide. I read in the guide. Like, ugh, you don't get that anymore. You don't get that sense of accomplishment, in my opinion. Now, I had a similar experience with one of the Uncharted games. I think it was Uncharted 3, where I missed a few trophies because I was trying to go step-by-step step with the guide. And I threw down the fiery sword and said, fuck this, I'm not doing it. And I didn't finish the game. I do want to go back and finish it because Uncharted 4, I hear, is fucking amazing. But I'm done. I'm done doing any game with a guide for my first playthrough. Yeah, I absolutely. I'm, I'm right there with you. I I think this is probably one of the first times we actually totally agreed on something. Yeah, because when when Kingdom Hearts three comes out, yeah, I know I'm beating that horse <laughs> to a bloody death. I'm not going to use the guide because I know I'm not going to get all the keyblades. I know I'm not going to get the ultimate weapons my first run through. But I want the story, and that's where I am with the Breath of Wild. Like, yes, getting those Joy Cons out of your hands is 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 the hardest thing in the world. So I rarely get to play unless you need a cigarette or you got to use the bathroom or get in a drink of water. Uh, He's going to so you hear that. I'm just going to go get a drink of water, go to the bathroom. He's going to steal the controllers from me. That's right. Because this is a game that I actually wanted to play as well. And it's either me starting my own record and not letting you play because I get home from work before you. That's not fair. Well, you hogging the controller isn't fair either. (laughs) So... So that that that's how good this game is that we both actually want to play it and I have not played a Zelda game straight through in years. In years and you know what that's actually Not even Ocarina time. No. I would even say so even when I played Skyward Sword you he Joe would definitely come and and kind of like watch me play through. I thought that game looked like shit. I hate I hated everything about that game and I'm sure I have people yelling at their radio right now or whatever their listening device but no. That game was horseshit. Yeah, I got. I want to say I got through about a, a clean like seventy five percent of that game, and I would even say I wouldn't call it horseshit, but it wasn't to me not not one of their best. And I don't. I think I got kind of. I got really spoiled. I just never thought there would be a game after Ocarina of Time that would have beat the predecessors of that series. So you're talking Ocarina of Time was to me like the pinnacle of to all the technology. People. Well, for all the technology and all the stories, everything that had come out from that game thus far. So the you talk about the original Legend of Zelda. You talk about Link to the Past, like the greats. I thought Ocarina of Time was literally the pinnacle of that game. Between playthrough, between soundtrack, between story, between everything you can really comment about the game, I did not think it was going to get better than that. Until I played Majora's Mask almost 15 years after I played. That game was awesome. That game was amazing. So I'm gonna I love say, those dancing girls. I'm going to liken Breath of the Wild if I could just pick as for, for the ones that I've played and I've certainly not played every single legend is all the title, but I'm going to liken a lot of it to Majora's mask for the simple fact that you are not tied to like 13 dungeons um, where it's like, okay, well I'm only getting to a certain point in the game to go to the dungeon, complete the dungeon, go on my linear path and then go to another dungeon. Majora's Mask was very much, you had your four main dungeons, but you had a lot of stuff you can do in between. It could be before and after. There were a few that you couldn't reasonably get done until you hit a certain dungeon. But for the most part, it was pretty open. You were allowed to really dictate your own story and the stories of the people, you know, in um, you know, in the main town of that game. For this, I feel like very sim. I've, I feel I've. It's got that openness that Majora's Mask so, has. So this game is more like Majora's Mask than Ocarina of Time, in your opinion. If I had to com- if, if only comparing yeah. to those two, yes, I would. Just because Ocarina of Time is just the definition of a linear game. You get certain abilities and weapons and things in certain dungeons, right? And then you can't either act. You can't access a certain part of town. You can't access until you do certain areas until you yeah. do something, and that's very much indicative of Ocarina of Time. And that will you also have you go back in time, and again, it's just a very linear playthrough. As much as as linear as you can get in a time based game, Majora's Mask is completely, maybe not completely, but much more open ended 
much more open world than I thought that Ocarina was, definitely. And I think that Breath of the Wild really takes that to the next level. Skyward Sword is virtually the same thing. You've got a very linear playthrough. You've got a very linear way to go about your dungeons. I'm sorry. Skyward Sword is boring. It's dumb. Uh, we don't even need to talk about that no more. I didn't think it was How, boring. Do yourself a favor. Just put that in your back pocket. Let's never bring it up. No. I'm, I'm, it was, to me, the last Zelda title that was like a major title. So you have your major titles and you have your kind of your lesser titles. Like you have like a link between worlds. That came out for the DS. I didn't even play it. I have it. But I've never played it. You bought it for me. That's how I know I had it. That was a yeah, birthday was, present. Was that the download from the Virtual Console or something like that? No, no, no. no. You, that was a that was a standalone 3DS game that you gave to me. Right. Um, but to me, the last official Zelda title was going to be Skyward Sword. So you, before that, you had you had like your Twilight Princess. Okay. You had, and then to me, before then, that was Ocarina of Time. So yes, there were certainly major Zelda titles in between those two or between those titles, but. Were they like huge Zelda titles? Not in my opinion. To me, well, you'll you'll differ to agree with me on this, but all no. the Toon Link titles, I'm like, they're not real titles, except no, for Wind Waker. I, I, I thought Wind no. Waker was amazing. You're wrong. I do agree with you. I don't believe they are the the in the same high rule or the or the same error as, as like the games you're speaking of. I think the Toon Link games are like spinoff games, and they're more cartoony and shit like that. Right. Well, those games, too, like they were out, you know, for but the three. Those games are fucking great. But to me, like, yes, I will say, like, I it took me a very long time to play Wind Waker. I, I didn't even buy it until it was re-released for the Wii U. Phantom Hourglass. Pff, amazing. I don't doubt it. I, 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 I don't doubt for a second that these games are like a, amazing. But when we're talking about sheer Zelda titles, like, and I don't have, you know, what? I'm 30 years old. I've been, I grew up with the sort of, Ocarina of Time was my first Zelda title I've ever played. I didn't play the original Noob. Legend of Zelda, which Joe was really absolutely convinced I cheated because I went and got the blue ring because he told me about it in the very, in the beginning. I played Link to the Past on an emulator because I did not have an SNES. Um, but, you know, the second Legend of Zelda or even 4 and 5, never played it. And Again, Zelda they just felt like lesser titles. So that's kind of how I'm attributing some of these titles in between these other ones. Um, so to me, you have this narrative. You have Legend of Zelda. You have Link to the Past. You have Ocarina of Time. I will. I would not have included Majora's Mask five years ago, but after playing it, I absolutely will. Um, and I'll fight anybody who disagrees with me. Um, yeah. With um, so after Majora's Mask, to me you have Wind Waker, you have Twilight Princess, and then you have um, to Skyward Sword, and then you have this game, Breath of the Wild. So where does Breath of the Wild, where does it fit in? So, in my opinion, Breath of the Wild is probably the best Legend of Zelda game since Ocarina of Time. I really believe that. Um, I played Ocarina of Time. I've had like six playthroughs through that game, just playing it really differently. I've had playthroughs where I've literally went through the minimum amount of heart containers. If a partial heart container was, you know, sort of just on my way, I would grab it, but otherwise, no. Um, I've had playthroughs where I've, I've, only, you know, I've beaten it within 20 hours, within less, or within a lot more. So where does again where does Breath of the Wild fit? So the art style in this game, I'm going to begin there. So I've only played about 20 hours in. I've Studio Ghibli. <laughs> I've <laughs> that that's a really good point. I've played. I've done a lot of scavenging, a lot of exploring. Um, so I've only I haven't gotten to what I feel would be main dungeons. You have these things called trials. You have these shrines. I like that, man. That's They're, my yeah. favorite part of the game so far. They're scattered throughout the world. So there's got to be there's a ton of them. So I've, I think right now I've already completed about almost 20 and they are almost like single room dungeons, maybe two room dungeons. You'd walk into a traditional Zelda dungeon. You have a couple of puzzles to solve. You have maybe an enemy or two. But to advance to the next level, you've got to solve the puzzle in the room. So these shrines, to me, are individual rooms in dungeons. You complete the trial, you get pretty much a quarter of a heart container or a stamina container. You get you four do. spirit orbs, which is what you get when you complete the trial. You get one spirit orb. Every four will get grant you a full heart container or a stamina or a stamina a stamina portion. Um, right now, I've got two heart containers and a, and a single stamina portion. But 
I think it's really fun. You complete these shrines. They're re- you know that when you go in one, they're very low investment, and for the sheer amount of them that exist in the game, do you get chica slate stuff with them too? Because I think you. How did you get like the the freezy icy? Thing? Oh, the the runes. Okay, so those are called runes in your chica slate. You're on when you begin the game. You're on something called the Great Plateau. is the only map area you have access to in the beginning of the game. And then you have four shrines you complete that give you a rune on your Sheikah Slate. So you get something called Magnesis, which allows you to manipulate um, metal, metal objects. objects. You can move them. Does it... That looks like a pain in the ass. I didn't get to play with that much. It's that not... looks like a pain in to the me, ass. To me, it's incredibly use- useful. Oh, it is. Like, yeah. I saw you trying to get a treasure chest at one point, but it seemed like a pain in the ass to get hooked up it's to. a little bit i'm a little bit i'm a little slow when it comes to that so it probably looked like more of a hassle than it was but it's really not that bad to use you have your remote bombs which is another setting that you have on your runes that's one thing that bothers me about this game is the bombs can we take a second to talk about them sure in, in, in other of zelda games and correct me if i'm wrong you had to find bombs or buy bombs they weren't given to you free on limited amount. I think for as much as you have to scavenge in this game, I think that that's a complete concession. Okay, I enjoy the fact that I have an unlimited amount of bombs. I would just throw bombs and blow shit up no. all the time. Okay, well, in, in Legend of you also got a sword and a shield that didn't break on you every 10 seconds. I, I can't, you know, that, all right. Now, now we're getting into because that was one thing about this game. I was like, ah, oh, this is going to fucking blow. How hard is it to get another weapon that's useful? No, but it's annoying. No, I don't. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Even then again, really you did play either. more than I did. So, in last, so I just kept using your shit. <laughs> in last week's episode, we went over pretty much what we thought were our first impressions of the game based on previews from other websites, particularly. And I mentioned this polygon.com. So or the he tree goes, house, yeah. right. So he goes into a 13, literally a 13 minute video previewing the game, talking about a lot of things in this game. So one of the things that they discussed was just difficulty level, because you have a lot of things you got to think about. Now I'm only, again, I'm not that far in the game, even though I've got 20 hours logged, just because I've been again, exploring the open world and just having a really great time and taking my time. Playing with the arrows is fun. I don't yes. care. It I just thought- sucks that you run out or you have to go pick them up right so with that as far as difficulty with what you have to consider when you're facing an enemy making sure you're not flanked what what do they do if they're riding on a horse and you have to face them you know i.e shoot an arrow at them get them off the mount and then kill them what if you shoot the horse i try not to shoot the horse i know you can kill the horses in the game i don't really i don't even want to go there yeah to me it's like running over a squirrel in like real life i can't handle it S I M P squirrels in my pants. Anyway, so for sheer difficulty of it, I don't think it's that difficult. There's definitely a lot more to consider, but I didn't. I haven't experienced anything so far in the game that I thought was particularly more difficult than something else that you have in another Legend of Zelda title. I really, after watching that video from that website, I thought I was walking into something that I had to. I had to really give serious consideration about every single thing I did. But it's really, to me, I maybe psyched myself out a little bit on that. See, I, I agree with you, and I think that was part of the issue I had with this. I thought it was going to be a lot more difficult. I mean, I don't mind games being tough. I've said that. Games back in the day are a lot harder than games now, and I feel that way with this game as well. I don't feel that this game is exactly difficult. I do feel that it can be challenging at times, but it's not something that's going to stop you from playing or it's not something you you anybody can't figure out what that at least have two or four brain cells to rub together right i and i that's exactly how i feel about it it's um it, it definitely not as difficult as i thought it was going to be from the onset i was kind of nervous about playing it just because i'm like am i going to rage quit this game because there's a couple things that i really couldn't get past because i'm like stupid and it's not something i've even thought about you know in a game like since I don't know, forever ago. It's like, oh my God, I didn't cut one blade of grass and now I can't progress. And it's that one blade of grass that you need to cut. But you don't know which blade of grass it is because they're trying to fucking trick you. Yeah. No, the only thing I would say about this game is just like your weapons as it stands now, they do have, you know, a time limit essentially on it. Like the durability of it. You have to consider all these things. Is what you're wearing warm enough for you to go in higher climates do you have to make food for yourself that's another thing so food in this game 
I really enjoy. I, I just ate your food. <laughs> I enjoy making the dishes to either restore my health or, or my stamina or making elixirs or doing things that are going to help like me the in the little, game. I like the little music that plays. Chicka, 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 yeah. chicka, chicka, chicka. <laughs> I enjoy that too. And the little maraca lady school. The point, the point with that is that you can make anything pretty much you want as long as you find it and you can make it in the game. It's super accessible. So I'm going to compare a lot of the stuff to, to uh, Ocarina of Time just because it is the Zelda title that I am the most familiar with. So in, in uh, Ocarina of Time, you got four bottles maximum. If you chose to get that fourth bottle, I only ever got three just because I couldn't be bothered to go and um, do that entire side mission with all the pose. But, you know, you can fill the half the bottle with either Lon Lon milk or you get a fairy or you get potions and you do all that a stuff. A fairy like a boat? Right. So Wait, wait, wait. You can put a boat in a bottle. You can put a total boat in a bottle. You Boat in a bottle? Ship in a bottle? You never heard of it? Send it in SOS? You know, I'm, you know, fairy. I'm sorry. It's a fairy. A fairy? A fairy with wings. A furry? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, hey, listen. <laughs> moving on you you only had a certain amount of health that you can regain with the food it's totally completely it's just versatile you're able to make whatever food you want and to give you any stats that you need to have in a particular instance and i think again like they want you to consider the difficulty level of all these enemies so they're they're not giving you some of the the, the enemies in the beginning of the game they're like super easy to beat they're not it's not that difficult to figure out. But when you're advancing to other areas of the game, or maybe you're in an area that you really don't belong, you have no business yeah. being in, but you could reasonably get past it because of the type of food that you've made. I think that, that offers a lot of flexibility. That shitbag who throws rocks at me with its mouth or, or spits rocks at me from the water. Mm -hmm. I remember him from the original Legend of Zelda. That motherfucker in this game is an annoying crap tart. They're annoying in every single game. They were annoying Ocarina of Time, too. But Octo... Octorox or something Is that what it's like called? Dude. Maybe. I could have that. To I could have butchered that totally. That's fine. But when he was spitting shit at me, I was fucking getting mad. And it's like, oh shit, Lori's only going outside for a minute and I'm going to die and I don't know where I'm going to end up and she's going to be mad. So I ran away like a bitch. Right. And again, with the, just about dying in general, I've died maybe four or five times total in about 20 hours. I don't think that's that bad, to be honest. And there were some things I'm just like, I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to do this just to see what happens. Um, and most of the times I ended up dying. Um, from falling? Uh, no, actually, I've only died once from falling. Everything else was sort of like, let me just tackle this enemy. I've never seen him before, but let me just see how he does. But now, again, without the use of a guide, I'm, I'm just so much more comfortable. I'm like, okay, well, let me just see what happens. If I die, then it's not a big deal because I'm just going to, you know, because the saving mechanism in this game, you can save wherever you wish. And you'll start right from there. You don't have to worry that, about uh, starting. That's in, a double-edged like, sword. If you save at the wrong motherfucking time, yeah. and you don't, and you don't have a backup save thing, you're gonna done fuck yourself. Yeah, that that's that definitely water true. temple all over again. That's true. I think that they've kind of fixed errors like that within the game, but that just you know that's not gonna stop me from having maybe a second save on a different record, Joe. Maybe if you damn right, so inclined. But it's. It's definitely better than like having to die and then start either at the beginning of a dungeon, which we haven't even encountered any expansive dungeons yet. The, the closest thing would be those trials or the shrines, but they're very short. I'm thinking there are four guardian, there are four divine beasts in the game that you have to get to your side. That's how far I am with the story is just finding all of those. Uh, and those, I'm those things are like uh, rare Pokemon or, or like uh, no, legendary Pokemon, no, right? No, 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 no. That's, no, that's not. No, that's what I'm it looks like. I'm not going to cover anything about the, the story in depth with this with this episode. Maybe that's something we cover when we complete the game That's fine. to give a full overview on the story. Again, I haven't looked anything up. No spoilers. No guides. I have not looked anything up about this story. Um, they look like Pokemon. But no, no, they don't. They don't even look a little bit like Pokemon. I saw Hello in there. Whatever. Anyway, um, with the you, anyway, I totally lost my train of thought. Thank you very much. Oh, you were talking about Hello, the legendary no, Pokemon <laughs> in the Legend. Of no, Zelda. I wasn't. Um, oh, the four divine bees. Okay, so th yes, there that there's that in the See, game. See, and it reminded you of what I, we were talking okay. about. Can I, can I finish? Can I finish my train of thought before you interrupt me again? And then I 
hopelessly lose it again and then we delay the episode longer than it has to be because you need to bring up some erroneous Pokemon reference that has no business in this game whatsoever. Listeners, curious to know if you think that Pokemon belongs in this thread of conversation. If so, please send us an email. Hello at Nerdcaster. I'd be really interested to know what you think and how that totally correlates. But anyway, shameless plug aside... I'm thinking the four divine beasts in the game, those are your four main dungeons. Again, I don't know. And I'm not looking it up. And if I'm totally wrong, please feel free to say so. But try not to spoil the game for me. Again, I am trying to do this from like back in Joe's age in like the 1900s where you don't have guides or you had to rely on the latest issue of Nintendo Power if you wanted something else to come in. I'm literally trying to go dark on this entire thing and just playing through as I play through. Thou art playing the game day video? Something like that. Well, that's how we talked in the 1900s. Oh, is that right? Is that, is, that, is that right? That is. So, And then we used to say things like, hey, listen! <laughs> but all that aside... Not any huge dungeons in the first, I would say, in the first pretty decent chunk chunk of the game. You do a lot of exploring, a lot of battling in the open world, which I enjoy. The shrines I enjoy. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of things, a lot of fun to be had in the game. I absolutely recommend it to anybody wanting to pick it up. Any either new fan, new or old fans alike. Everybody. If this doesn't make game of the year, I would be shocked. Granted, it's only March. And I haven't played a lot of games that released in 2017, but already, just from what I've seen, I, I like what I see a lot. And uh, to Joe's point earlier, uh, when you meet Impa, which is a huge character in the Legend of Zelda series, um, as far as being head of the Impa, um, the Sheikah clan, when you walk into that village, there's a the art style in this game is just very reminiscent of Studio Ghibli, of Hayao Miyazaki, um... It's immediately what I thought of when I first entered this game. Obviously not in like the character design of Link or some of the other characters, but there are definitely elements of it that reminds me of those films. And I love those films, so I absolutely think it's a plus. Um, a lot of things positive in this game. I already went through the gameplay, went through a lot of stuff. Absolutely love the game. So here are some things that I don't really, I don't really jive with too much. And maybe it's only one thing, and it might just be one. The one and only thing that I can think of right now, the voice actor they got to play play Princess Zelda. I cannot stand that voice. To me, it just absolutely brought me back to Final Fantasy X and the voice actress for Yuna, which is a main character in the game. It's kind of soft-spoken. It's a little bit shrill at times. It, it tries to be authoritative but soft at the same time. To me, doesn't really... Um, not an effective voice. Had a big problem with Yuna's voice. Right now, I have a pretty big problem with uh, Princess Alta's voice. Not a fan. Just thought it could have been done better. It's kind of this, you know, this British accent with this slight softness to it trying to be authoritative and it just to me just sounds a little bit shrill not think, a big fan could have been done better i think the, the name of the person who did it was named jamie Mort- mortellaro some dude he apparently did a lot of zelda voices um i haven't heard it i was not around when you heard her voice i'm kind of curious to hear it i didn't really is it s- as as bad as navi no. well n- <laughs> you know what i'd prefer navi over this but I'm pretty sure that Zelda has the most lines in the overall game. I'm absolutely convinced of that already. You hear her voice speak out to you in, very, you know, in, in different... Um, How did I miss this then? Parts of the game. Well, in the beginning, you've heard it. It just it hasn't been really pointed out to you because you don't realize it's Zelda until you speak to Impa and then you, or until you speak to the old man whom... I'm sorry, spoilers ahead. Cover your ears for the next 10 seconds if la, you haven't... La, la, la. But the old man in the beginning of the game on the Great Plateau is the king of Hyrule. And he pretty much tells you the voices that you hear are Princess Zelda. And that voice already was kind of annoying. And then once you've... I don't mind it. Once you... It, it wasn't that apparent until you get you get your Sheikah slate fixed w- with different photographs that you have to go visit these locations to regain some of your memories. So I only did one of those so far. 
And it's a memory with Zelda talking about the one of the divine beasts and using it to our advantage. And listening to that was, it was not the best. I just, again, I just think it's a kind of, in a great game so far, if they had that voice acting on point, I really feel like I would have had a much better experience. It's a small gripe in comparison to everything else. And we talked about voice acting before well, in video games. It's funny because I have a problem with voice acting in this game too. The lack of it. When you go up to NPCs, not all of them have voices and you, and you got to read. I don't mind reading in video games, like I said. Like, like Lori said, I'm from the 1900s. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when there's a bajillion different characters and I'm trying to keep straight what everybody is saying and I have to read it. It kind of gets jumbled in my brain on who said what at some point. But when I can put, <coughs> sorry, I'm still getting over being sick. But when I can put a uh, voice to what was said, it's easier for me to remember that. That, that. That's all I'm saying. Right. I mean, I would say I like the way that they did it here. So like, not everybody has a voice. They have like, like some, stable men don't have a voice. They don't have a voice, but, you know, th they might make a, a small sound or some of the NPCs that you talk to might have a line or two and then everything else kind of goes. I, I don't mind it. Like, uh, right. I don't mind it. It's just Zelda. Zelda's is the only voice that I've encountered so far that I've had kind of a little bit of an issue with. And it just felt like it could have been better. But if I had to pick only a single thing that I feel would feel like in the negative about this game, it would be that. It's really being picky. Again, this game is amazing. There you go. Make an excuse. That, oh, it's, it's not that bad of an issue. It's really not. In comparison, like I look at Final Fantasy X. Again, I had a big problem with all the voice acting in that game. and But I was able to uh, kind of look Orin's past voice it. acting was fine. Who's? Oren. No, he was fine. Again, Yuna. Yuna's character and Titus's character was a little bit annoying, Titus too. is a fucking crybaby. Well, this is not an episode about that, but I'm just saying. There are a few but minor that's problem gripes I, ha I have with the game, but I felt like Final Fantasy X was still a really good game. Don't disagree, but I've the voice acting I found with Titus and the same thing I found with Vaughn in Twelve is they sounded like crybabies. They just sounded whiny. Maybe they weren't whining or well, whatever. No they offense, just sound that way. A lot of way. you boys nowadays, you're pretty whiny. Motherfucker, I'm from the 1900s. I got my fucking trusty steed you're and everything. You're kind of whiny sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying, like there are, like, yes, a lot of, and a lot of girls, a lot of girls uh, are whiny, a lot of yeah, boys are whiny. I was whining about the fucking plug for the fucking switch. Yeah, I'm whining. Yeah, whatever. But not again. <laughs> not the point. It's still all a minor gripe. Yeah, it's still a minor gripe. Not a big deal at all. In comparison to the overall gameplay, the soundtrack, just how beautiful this game is. It's, um, I went to work today and just recommended the shit right. out of this game. So we'll, we'll wrap this up. So with the $300 price tag of the Nintendo Switch... The $100 price tag of the Zelda Collector's Edition or whatever they're calling that monstrosity of a box for a one inch by not even one inch by one inch uh, game. Is, is that price tag worth everything we spent for this? I would absolutely agree. So for the Collector's Edition is one of the better Collector's Editions that I've, you know, had in, in past years. I absolutely love the quality of it. The game itself is is just amazing. For me to make the complete switch um, purchase no pun intended. totally, to, well, to make this the switch purchase itself completely worth it, all it needs is, I would say, two really good titles for this game, and I would think it was absolutely worth the money. I'm never going to say. Mean, wait, wait, wait! You mean two titles for the console itself, or? You said two titles for the game. Oh, I'm sorry. Two titles for the console is definitely. So Zelda would be one. Are you saying two more? Two additional. Okay. If I get three really solid titles out of the Switch, I think it would be absolutely worth the money. So what would be some of those titles, example-wise? Um, I mean, I can't speculate as far as what's going to be coming out for the system, but if what would well, make it for me... I know what's confirmed. I looked it up. Well, what would make it for me... Um, is a really great title for Super Smash Brothers. That's obviously a given. <laughs> and I'm definitely curious to play the new Super Mario Brothers game. 
Um, Super Mario Odyssey coming yeah, out later I would, this year. I would be really curious if that is an amazing game or even Mario Kart. Some of the really classic well, titles, if they've really gotten it right for this system. Well, speaking of Mario Kart, they are porting over Mario Kart 8 from the, the Wii U. See, I'm not interested in the port. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. But now, they are. it does look like they're bringing back battle mode in that game, which to me was one of the best things in the SNES Mario Kart game. Man, uh, I, could, I could live without it. I I don't disagree with you. I can live without it as well. But you want brand new games for the system, not ports. Yes. And I agree 100%. And that is what is going to make this system. Yeah, so, if they come out, if they come out again with two additional really solid titles with like 25 plus hours of gameplay, I think the system would be worth it. If if we have What about Dragon free- Age? Dragon I don't know if that's going to come out for the Well, like I said, I already looked up Dragon Age Nine and ten are coming out for it. You mean Dragon Quest? Yes, sorry, my bad. Dragon Quest. I was gonna say, when did Dragon Age head up to nine, eight, and nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many damn games with dragon in the name. You want you want to know? It'd be really great. Like have another Banjo Kazooie game, a completely brand new game that's just as good as the sixty four version on the Switch. And if you thought that was a good game. I thought that was a great game. I really thought that was a fantastic game. Okay. I, re- you know, I was also twelve when I played it, but I just thought I just what an immersive, fun game, um, on a completely different level as you know, Legend of Zelda. But really, completely good. If they came out with another iteration of that, I would be just so pleased. I would do an entire episode. You'll hear it right now. I'll do an entire episode on Banjo Kazooie. I really would. I thought that was one of the best Nintendo 64 games ever created. If they come out with like a Conker's Bad Fur Day with with the with how I thought that game was funny as fuck. Dude, speaking of that, I'm sorry, just because this is the only time this is ever going to reference this. Diddy Kong Racing. That was a great 64 game. Can we bring that back? Can we bring that back for the Switch? You can ask for it. I don't know if it's going to happen. I love that. Okay, not, not not as much love as I have for Mario Kart 64. Um, or any Mario Kart game. No, only 64. <laughs> um, okay. Diddy Kong Racing was a gr- I loved that game. We only we borrowed it from our neighbors when I was a kid, and we we ha- we begrudgingly like just gave it back to them. I, I thought it was a great it. game. Never I played. loved it. I loved it. It was just fun. Well, just like all the Sonic games. Never cared. I played them. Meh. That's what I feel about Sonic. That's the way I feel about all the Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong country type games. Well, I'm I'm just curious to see for the new titles that are coming out for the Switch. If in fact I have, and I'll you know I'll I'll write them down. I, what the two solid titles that would be like by the end of 2017, will the Switch purchase have been completely worth it? I'll give you my opinion on that. To we, me, it's not just a ha- it's not just having a repository of mediocre games for the system. It is three amazing titles for the system, and to me, that will make that makes a system like PS4 or PS3. I've never purchased an Xbox, nor do I ever plan to in the future. But it's three solid titles that are going to make an entire console for me because I feel like okay, if I'm playing an extra hundred dollars per title. If that game was in fact good enough, I will consider that money well spent. So to me, it's not about thirty or forty games; it's about quality really games. Memorable. Am I going to remember this game in ten years? No, I I agree with you. And since this is a Nintendo system, my guess is to put your stock in Nintendo titles: Zelda, Mario. And probably some sort of Donkey Kong or, uh, or or some sort of... I would like to see something like Super Mario World come back. Um, and I'm hoping Super Mario Odyssey is something similar to that. I want to see the Koopa Kids. I want to see everything in the Mario universe come back. It would be great if Donkey Kong makes a fucking cameo appearance in there somewhere. I would be happy with that. Like what they did with Zelda and this new game. It's just like... I feel it's reminiscent on a lot of other Zelda games, and that's why I like Breath of the Wild. My my final thoughts on the system, I like how compact it is. I feel it was marketed wrong. I feel that 
they market this as a home console and not a mobile console yet with the the way it feels in my hand and 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 having it feels more like it should be taken out and used as as like a 3DS or something not on this home base although it looks great on the TV I will not take anything away from it um I'm still conflicted about that but yes I agree there has to be more titles um that that Nintendo comes out with that have to be awesome and I would love to see third party publishers like Square Enix or Konami, Capcom, anybody come out with fucking games that would be awesome for this. A fucking new Mega Man that that's off the fucking chain would be great. Um another uh, like Contra type game for this system with the Joy-Con controllers would be awesome as long as the the game is great. But what makes a game great to me is storyline, controls, and gameplay. <coughs> My apologies. <coughs> and I feel that if they got those three things down in lock, any game could be great. When you lack storyline for a game like Splatoon where you're running around paintballing people, yes, it's fun to play. Or Mario Party. Yes, it's a great party game. But there's no story there. There's nothing that's going to make me come back and just play it on my own. That's the type of games I want. That's the type of games this system needs. It needs to be more of a personal gaming device, not a party gaming device. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you 100% there just because with with the party games, it's you. I mean, what's great about it <coughs> is that you remember like you make memories with the people around you. And then you remember like, oh, remember when we played Mario Party 8 and this happened? And that's funny and that's great. But what's really going to define a system like when Badger stole your star? I don't even want to talk about that. We'll talk I'm about still that story. Shit about that. We'll talk about that story next time he's here. <laughs> but as far as like a personal immersive gaming experience, something you're not relying on the people that you're with to give you a great experience, and that's kind of what gaming's all about. It's like a, kind of an escape, right? So that's definitely what I've looked into all my life. So you're looking at like a, maybe a Mega Man or maybe you know a Super Mario. I would love. I would personally love this, and probably because I own the system. I would love to see a Nintendo exclusive title, brand new title, that would just blow everybody away, and it's a brand new game. Maybe it's from a brand new developer with you know, brand new ti- with brand new characters and everything. Kind of, kind of like what the Uncharted franchise did for PlayStation. I really would love to see that for Nintendo, um, and that's the, just the quickest um, franchise I could come up with on top of my head, like a brand new franchise for the system. And it completely just blew everybody away. It, it's not something. It's not a twenty-year-old franchise that they're relying the, on. Exactly. That. I would love to see. I really would love it. I I don't want to see that out of Xbox. I just I don't know what my hate is for Xbox. I just don't fucking like it. I would love to see it for. I would love to see it work for Nintendo though. Like we've seen it happen for PlayStation. You've seen tons of games like that, franchise like that, come out for PlayStation. I would love to see it come out for Nintendo. I really would. Um, it gave me a lot of satisfaction out of it. And as far as final thoughts for the Switch, you already know how I feel about Breath of the Wild. I think everybody should go play it, especially um, previous Legend of Zelda fans. It attracts to me any type of fan on any level. Brand new player, old player. It'll it it's it's a great game. And if it doesn't make Game of the Year, I would be shocked. But as far as the Switch is concerned. I've got a really good feeling about it. It does what I really would have hoped the PS Vita and PlayStation 4 would have done in tandem. Unfortunately, you would have had to buy two separate systems, essentially, to make that happen. It doesn't and even it still have, didn't do it right. Exactly. It does not do it right. The Switch just does what I wanted the Vita and the PS4 to do. Um, I'm just really hoping they've got the titles to back it up. All right. I'd like to hear what uh, our listeners have to think. Feel free to email us at hello at nerdcaster.com. Let us know what you think of the Switch. Do do you agree with us? Do you, do you absolutely hate it? Let us know why at hello at nerdcaster.com. Visit our website for all our latest articles, latest podcast episodes, and everything else at www.nerdcaster.com, which will also let you know what events we'll be attending. Um. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Please leave us a, an awesome review. Uh, that's our bread and butter right now. And on social media, you can find us at Facebook slash Nerdcaster, at Twitter at un- Nerd underscore Caster, Instagram 
slash nerdcaster. And uh, we're starting to use twitch.tv now, um, which is twitch.tv slash nerd underscore caster. Still in the testing phase, but uh, hopefully we, we are able to uh, stream some stuff. Maybe you can catch us playing Breath of Wild or Smash Brothers or some other title that we uh, acquired. Yeah, we've gotten some um, pretty good uh, test experiences out from Twitch. So we'll be definitely posting on social media, um, you know, if we're anticipating streaming any gameplay live. So please check us out on uh, on our channel so that you can get some updates and, let us, and uh, you know, pretty much check us out on Twitch also. Some of this gameplay, you know, we'll, you know, we might be streaming for a couple hours for some of this gameplay. Sometimes not. And not just Breath of the Wild. We also, since we are pretty heavily involved in some tournament play for Super Smash Brothers, you can watch a couple of matches and, uh, you know, drop us a line. And if you're interested in joining the NCG team, hit us up at joe at nerdcaster.com. That being said, Nerdcaster out. (laughs) 